Hello, and welcome back to your new favorite podcast, MMR Talks. I am your host, Antonio Akawali, joined again, of course, by Shlomo. Shlomo, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Antonio. How are you? I'm doing good, and we're keeping it close, close to the deck today. We got a very special guest. Uh, who are we here with today? James Askins, of course. Um, glad to be here once again on MMR Talks, probably one of my favorite podcasts uh, in the world. Oh, wow. That's, that that's, is, very, that's flattering. That is such a compliment because there are so many great shows on this network. And, and I, in the world. I said in the world. In, in the world. <laughs> yeah. And I will say definitely by the time, by this time airs before we move on, um, hopefully when this comes out, my one year anniversary with uh, Mass Music Radio have, has already passed. Mm-hmm. In real time. Applause. In real time, it's in a couple weeks, but by the time this comes out, it already happened. So, of course, thank you, Shlomo, for uh, bringing me in. I hope I was uh, able to do you proud with everything I've been oh, able to do here. Of course, man. It's been a pleasure. You've uh, you've elevated everybody here, and uh, this show in particular, it was an idea that we started off. I just wanted something to bring the community of Mass Music Radio together, and, you know, nine episodes later, here we are. And what, two specials? Going on three, it's uh, it's yeah, been well, an I amazing think, ride. Yeah, I think we're gonna have a third coming up, depending on when this actually, comes out. Antonio. That's actually why we brought you in today. Um, oh. you know, it's been a year, but things aren't going so swimmingly, and we've decided to actually move into a, another direction. If that's um okay with you. Oh, uh, so you want like another show? You fired. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that shit coming. Up yours, James. <laughs> so uh, how's everybody doing today? It's doing up. good, doing good. Scuba Lube is, uh, he's feeling better. He was a little sick the last few days, so yeah. he's doing better, So, which means my life is just a little bit easier. James helped me give him a bath the other day, so, you know, all is good in our neighborhood. James, how you doing? Uh, peachy. Beautiful Sunday morning with the boys. Um, have a full day of, uh, of podcasting ahead of me. Um, kind of, It's a triathlon. But it's with podcast. How 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 should I say that? Tripothalon. Podcastathon. Yeah, podcastathon. Big day today. Big Trademark. Sunday. Blessed to be here. Um, in good spirits. Love it. Absolutely well, love it. Well, that's good. I got to tell you. So a couple weeks ago was um, Bubba, my dog. It was his adoption anniversary. Ooh. So not only did he have his birthday a couple months back, but now he had his adoption anniversary. So I ended up getting him a blue. Uh, collar and I put a little blue bow tie on it and you guys saw it so he only wears that in the house because his regular tag his regular collar has all these tags you know he got this shot and this is his doctor and all that so because he has that new collar you don't hear like the jingling of like his collar and all the tags so he'll end up sneaking up on you uh oh <laughs> he does he does a lot of sneaking like he's sometimes a st- he's a stealthy boy yeah sometimes I'll like take a few steps back and he'll be right behind me this one time this actually happened around Halloween it was so funny it was like late 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 at night like two or three in the morning and I was in the basement I was doing you know God knows what. And I just see this shadowy figure Dude, at God the top of what. the stairs just going like, uh, 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 and I literally just went like, oh, shit. I had no idea what it was. And it was literally like a cartoon. He took two steps forward into the light, and it was just Bubba and his, his dumb face. Oh, my God. I, Terrifying. It, I got to tell you, it scared the bejesus out of me. No phobias, though. You were afraid? I was afraid. That's a, honestly a perfect segue. Today, we're going to be talking about fears and phobias. Spooky. I know. So get your favorite blanket ready. It's we're about, we're about to get wet. Yeah, we're about to go, we're about to go places. <laughs> the blanket. So uh, I want to ask everybody, when it comes to being scared, why don't people like being scared? I, I can say I'm one of them. Being scared is not for old Antonio. Uh, it's because they get frazzled. They get razzled and, you know. They get dazzled as well? Yeah, they get <laughs> dazzled. 
No, it's like you get you're you're in a vulnerable position. Exactly. Your guard is down, and that's not a good place to be. I think it's exactly like for for me at least. Um, when I get scared, like I'm, I'm someone who likes to have total control of their life. Like I'm like, uh, like I do this, and I do that. When I'm scared, it's someone like someone or something is making me scared, and it makes me kind of lose control. There's a reason behind. I get it, like yeah. a little irrational. I get I get a little panicky, and I start to lose like the core, like in the mind. I'm all, like I'm losing it. So like when I get scared, like I don't act. You panic. I I, I, I don't panic, but you like hit the I, panic I button, Antonio. I I don't like not being in control. Uh, what What do you think, James? Why don't people like being scared? Um. I actually, to the contrary, I actually know some people that do like being scared. Yeah, there are um, some people. Um, you know, not in general though. People, I know what you mean. Don't like being scared, but I think you know it's it's just uh, yeah, the, the feeling of of not of being un- unsafe and and yeah, no, no one no one likes being scared. But I have you know not to flex on on you guys. I've had some girlfriends. That actually like Thanks. really really enjoy um, getting scared, <laughs> like, like go, going to haunted houses and stuff like that, and like the uh, like the feeling of uh, them being in danger. They do it for the thrills. Yeah, exactly. I re- I remember hearing about that. Like, if you want to get like close with you with the shouty with my, with my air quotes <laughs> in the air, mm-hmm. is put put on a scary movie because you know some people they get scared and and the big big James Askins is there to yeah. you protect you, and then that's that the thing like, though, Ooh. like. Uh, like girls do like watching scary movies. I don't like scary movies, and they assume like, "Oh, were you scared? Like you don't want to watch it?" Like no, like usually scary movies kind of suck. They're not usually they're usually not yeah. that like well thought out and just very like. I'm like I just don't want to watch a, sh- a shitty movie. Like, I mean, like, yeah, the, the fact that it's scary, you know, ugh, whatever. But, I talk through most of the movies, so I'd be making fun of everything, making yeah. it less scary. Yeah, that is not saying that there are not good scary movies. Oh, for sure not. For sure not. Of course. Not. Yeah, but um, apparently Hereditary was good. Never heard of it. Yeah, it was, it was a big awards contender, but they don't oh. take uh, horror movies too seriously. So when we get scared, mm-hmm. have you guys ever heard of Fight, Flight, and Freeze? I've heard of Fight and Flight, and Freeze is the third one. Yeah, so it's- Like a, it's deer a, in the headlights? Yeah, it's instinctive. So in our mammal brains, those are the things that kind of carried from our caveman days, mm-hmm. is when we're like caught up by something, when we get scared, we either fight it, we run away, or we freeze. So what- from how you guys haven't been in the past, like which one do you lean more towards the most? Depends on the situation, right? If there's an animal that is like bigger than me, if we're talking like an, uh, I'm trying to think of a real life scenario. Like I was gonna say like a rhinoceros or a lion, which like I probably wouldn't put myself in that position. But if it's an animal that like this animal is going to attack me, I'm out. Like I'm out. I'm flight all the way. But if it's an animal that I could easily you know, take on, like if it's like a, you know, raccoon or a, like a possum, we're fighting. I'm scrapping. It's all day. So if you had a time machine, you would have jumped in front of the dog that was attacking Bubba. Yeah, 100%. I don't, dogs don't scare me. So you're like a fight flight. Like I said, depends on the situation, circumstance. I can't say going off of personal experience. I've had, it's so embarrassing. I've had incidents uh, medical incidents where people I know have been uh, medically incapable of you know being around. Yeah, like I've had incidents where people have fainted or people have fallen, and this is mainly when I was in high school. One time I was in high school, someone who we know I'm not going to say uh, fainted in class. I was in that class. We talking about with Miss Carvalho? Oh, never mind. I'm okay, of a different situation. So I remember Could going. Be the same person. I'm thinking in my mind, I'll help. So I literally leave the classroom and just wait outside. <laughs> 
for like security or like Standing the nurse guard. or something. Yeah. And then this other time when I was when I was in drama when we were doing Bye Bye Birdie, someone fell off the stage and fell into the pit where the the orchestra pit where all the instruments were. Yeah. And literally everything banging and crashing, banging and crashing. And then everyone's like, Oh my god, oh my god. And be me being the responsible adult, I just go, Oh my god and just leave the theater. See ya. I, I left. Complete um, flight over there. I know. I, I was literally for, except for Miss Spencer, one of the the eldest people in the room, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm out. Sorry, yeah, I can't do it. See you later. Good luck. Another no, time. I think it's it's uh, I wouldn't say it's an every time thing. You know what I mean? Because there's situations where like you need to flee, right? Yeah. Fire fire alarm goes off, right? No, why bother fighting you when you can, can yeah, run? Yeah, you can't be you can't be going after that fire. Let the firefighters do that. Exactly. When I was at the South Shore Plaza, I think this is last year. I was at one of the stores and the fire alarm went off and I was thinking, okay, now is this some sort of plot Start to have people, everything. no, to have some plot to have people run to the exits and then pop, 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 pop. Oh. Or was it an actual fire? Because luckily where I was, it was where Think Geek was. It's not there anymore. Yeah. But it's like right upstairs from Victoria's Secret. Right upstairs from Victoria's Secret, Central Plaza, there's like the second floor exit. It's right, right by like the elevator. So you can like leave that way. And I'm thinking the fire alarm's going off like, should I leave or yeah. is it just an accident? And in the, while I'm having that deliberation, I'm just completely frozen up. I'm just kind of standing there with my bags, just trying to figure out what the hell I'm supposed to do. Oy. But you got to, I think you got, you really got to listen to your instincts. hundred uh, percent. James, what are you thinking? I think um, personally, depending on the level of threat or th- um, how serious the thing that's um, supposed to be like, you know, scaring me or whatever, like the, the higher the threat is, I will I will rise to the occasion and step up and I'm more flight, but uh, or fight. But like if it's something lower, minor, something like that, I don't have to seriously like worry about. I'll probably just like run away for, run away from it until I have to address it. I have <laughs> to do whatever. So which is probably not the best scenario for for that. But you know, um, yeah, that's how I feel. I've seen James run from a from a goose. Dude, I did not run. I have from a, a picture goo. of James running from a goose. <laughs> I was trying to become a goo- a ge- geese. Geese are very aggressive too. Yeah, they are. They hiss, yo. And I they, do not fuck. And with they geese. defecate everywhere. Yeah, because so. well, they're running out of space, man. Yeah, we're chopping down all their trees. <laughs> James, what are you most afraid of, bro? It's <sighs> a deep question. Yeah, like what? Rational, what, 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 a, <laughs> what a transition. What's your deepest darkest fear? My deepest darkest. I mean, like I don't know that the whole. The whole not sure exactly what happens when you die thing is kind of like pressing. Like sometimes I think That's about fair. like yeah, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know like trying to go to sleep at night. You know my own business, sto- stony baloney, like yeah. it's, it's under the covers, like freaking like a glazed donut, just loving life, like so happy, <laughs> right about to fall asleep, and then like my eyes are closed, it's dark, and then it's like oh shit, this is kind of like. What happens when like you're dead? <laughs> Besides, you're not actually conscious. <laughs> oh fuck, that's that's pretty terrifying. That happens to everyone. <laughs> and then and then six hours later, after uh you know binge eating and uh staying staying awake and calming down, is when I finally go to, go to sleep. But yeah, death is definitely um something that scares me. I'm kind of leaning towards that too, but I think it's very specific. I think a lot of like people, the final destination, like the logs coming out of the thing, like I hate that gr- gruesome death. I can't control. I think I can get out of the way in time. Oh but, no! Um, something that I think a lot of people struggle with and they're afraid of is the fear of dying alone. 
I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I've heard that before. I don't, I, I don't give a fuck. I'll think, die alone. I think it's like with <laughs> Born me. alone, die alone. I think yeah. it's with me specifically. Like some people, they're, they're, they're afraid to die alone because they're afraid no one's going to find them. And like, oh, how, where is Antonio? We haven't seen him yeah, in three weeks. And they're going to break down the door and I'm like dead on the kitchen floor. The dying alone that I'm horrified of. And a lot of people, like I said, you can relate to this. I am a person who advocates for love. I love love. Aww. I love the feeling of it. When I see people like in love, I get I recoil a little bit and then I go, "Oh, isn't that a wonderful thing though?" But as someone who like professes like, "Oh, I, oh, there's someone for everybody." I really do uh get a little, you know, s- spooked out about like if I'm in my 90s and I'm just lying in bed and I'm just going like I'm di- like I'm dying of whatever I got and I'm just go Damn, everything that I've thought and believed my entire life about love, and I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't have married anybody or I have an yeah. ex-wife. I'm like, man, it was all bullshit. <laughs> it was a lie. And then you you die in your sleep, but it was it wasn't like the cancer that killed you. It was the broken heart. Oh, oh. so that is like pretty terrifying. Yeah, dying me. from a broken heart would definitely be up there for like the worst ever. Where it's just like, I don't know, I guess death, but also like fear. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. I've never thought about that. Like, that's a terrible, like, I'm well, now you get to I would say I'm afraid it. of it because it's like, yo, you got to face your fears. But I'm the realest person I know. So having, knowing that I always will have myself, I don't, I don't share that sentiment. Like, you know, again, I, 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 hey, uh, whatever. I love myself enough to yeah. be like, I don't need anyone else. But at the same time, I get it. Like, that's what it's what well i think i see where antonio's come from where it's like all right you like dying alone is not necessarily like at the end of your life like your your wife already died it's like the fact that you never had someone to not be alone yes. like at the end of the day like i think when you hit like 60s or 70s you don't care like you're chilling you know what i'm saying you got your own routine you don't really like need anybody but at the same time you need someone that's taking care of you or someone you could take care of it keeps you going yeah well all that could be like on the outside that i call that i'll call just be the perception episode two yeah uh, no i'm fine i'm fine and then you you cry at night alone because you go back to a cold empty home to a cold empty bed Yo, this is so sad all right i'll switch it up so i have some irrational fears too i have one as well okay i'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you go this. ready i guess i got some too i have this fear and it's, I know it's kind of insane, but I find myself in that situation maybe like three or four times a year is that I'll be in the room with somebody alone, just, you know, just whatever. I'm just me and this person and they'll go like this and go to crack their neck. You ever see people crack their necks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll just snap their neck and then I'll be left there with someone with a, with a broken neck on the ground and pain. Like, and I'm going to have to deal with that and like hear the noise of like, yeah, twist it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I don't know why, but every time I see people like doing that, it like, I just get like super anxiety. I'm like, yo, please do not crack your neck around me. My brother does that <laughs> all the time. And when he goes like, oh, like, especially when they I, do the two hands where yeah. it's like, you're going to snap your own neck. Cause every time I think of that, there's a clip from family guy where Peter goes down <laughs> and it's uh Lois goes, Peter, it's a book club. Join us. And he goes, okay. And he snaps his own neck. Yeah. See, I, I know Reasonable it's a little irrational, but like if that ever happens and you, you can come back to this episode and say, you know, Shlomo called it. What did I say? I have a lot. I have a good amount of irrational fears. I'll start off with I'll bring back Bubba. When I take Bubba out, I take him at night. So, you know, people don't bother me. Yeah. So I don't got to. Anyway, so the way I take him, there's this one tree that just hangs a bit low. And there's these, the branches on the tree are like pretty, pretty thin. So I'm afraid one day 
I'm accidentally going to walk into the tree and have like the twig go inside my eye and like lobotomize me and I'm just like I oh, just God. collapse on the ground. So that's a pretty irrational fear. Especially cuz you wear glasses. I just would never have. No, I don't wear glasses when I well, I don't oh, wear really? glasses when I need to because, you know, appar- apparently glasses are supposed to help you see better, but if you wear them all the time it screws up your eyes. What the hell, optometry? Yeah, that's nuts. That's my irrational fear kind of paints a interesting picture about me as a person, I think, but I also have heard other people have this fear too. Oh. Ever be ever in the grocery store and you're doing your shopping and then you see a, like a police officer yeah. in the store. He's in uniform. He's shopping too, and like you walk by him and like you see his gun. And sometimes, man, I walk by these cops and like in, in stores and I'm like, yeah, what if I snapped and just, <laughs> and just grabbed his gun and fucking started yeah. blasting? Like again, like I would never do that. I'm a I'm a sane person. I'm not a, a sh- like I'm not a murderer. I'm not yeah. trying to go to jail. I'm not a criminal. Whatever, but. I've had this thought numerous times. I'm just like, yeah, what if I just like snapped and like, and I kind of get scared. I'm like, yeah, what if like, why, why am I thinking that? Like, yeah, w- that means there's some like some p- little bit of part of me that <laughs> would do this. It would, I don't even think it would matter if like you would snap and shoot people. It's more of like, do you think I could actually pull this off? Like, reach around and grab it real quick. Well, it's a button and a and you just pull it out. Yeah, because you know if you got cops walking around in uniform, you want their stuff to be secure. Yeah. So one, it could be difficult for them to take it off and shoot someone they don't need to, or someone be like, hey, give me a gun, copper. And they're all <laughs> 1920s criminal voice. Um, I got an, uh, what, a, uh, so there's this movie called, I'm a little afraid of, uh, traveling. So, you know, we might talk about traveling in the future, yeah. but specifically like there's this movie called no escape where Owen Wilson. Wow. He takes his wow. family to like an Asian country. And while they're there, there's a civilian uprising and they like literally just kill a bunch of like Americans and rich people. So like, what if I go to like a, a country, like if I go to like somewhere in like Eastern Europe and then there's an uprising and like, we're going to kill all the Americans. Ah, damn. You get hostage. Yeah. I'd be like, wow. It was a pretty, it was a pretty gruesome. Speaking <laughs> of Owen Wilson, one of my like least favorite movies of all time, Marley and me. It's probably more because it's now. so sad. Not really like there was a great film, but it was just, oh, awful. I love that. I remember, uh, I think it was smosh.com. They said, uh, spoilers for movies and it was a Marley and me like billboard and someone just like spray painted the dog die. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Awful. I hope you get roasted for saying Marley and me is, is, is bad. That's ridiculous. I clarified. I said, it's a good movie, but it's just the saddest movie. I think that's another irrational fear of yours. Secretly, you're just you're just scared to have uh to to look to look uh, emotional, or you're scared to have feelings. It seems like a bit, huh? Hey, could be right. Uh, we, I don't. I don't mean. To, I don't mean to be a therapist or anything. Or we just, talked about that. That's a good that. analysis, though. Yeah, I mean, hey, you you don't want to watch Marley because you're scared to feel something. That's that's on you, buddy. We talked about that last week, so feel free the, to look that up. It's also the fact that I do have a golden retriever, and it's like <laughs> like I see myself in Owen Wilson's eyes, and I'm like. I think I think Awful. something to consider is because you know the three of us, Shlomo, Antonio, and James, um, we're relatively well-known people in our in our industry. We're expanding every day. I'm afraid that someone is going to they have like a beef with me. Not like not like a, like oh, a, I can't uh, wait to have a beef no, with someone. It's more like it's like a dangerous one. <laughs> he wants like, to smoke. Like someone sending like a bomb to my house or something. Uh oh. Or like, but that's when you know you've made it though. Like counterpoint. I'm, like right? remember when Russia, when like uh, all the poor people rose up and they like threw the king out of, they overthrew the czar and they like murdered the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm scared of that. Like 
when Donald Trump loses the election again because they got to do the electoral college? What if some uh, some crazy people snap and they just go in my house and they yank us all out and shoot us in the street? Shoot you of all people? Yeah, because I was there. Oh, and they'll see I still have the Bernie Sanders <laughs> sticker on my car. <laughs> Get him! Your car gets blown up. But no. I- speaking of movies like uh, Marley and Me, I'd say. The most terrifying movie that I ever saw as a child, and it still kind of haunts me, is the movie Gremlins. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's a yeah, comedy. It is. It's, a, it's allegedly a comedy. But I just remember seeing the little vicious things, and I used to think they were like under my bed, so I'd jump up and like, you know, every time I got out of bed, I'd dip to the bathroom. Try watching like all the hostel movies when you're like 12. The what? You hostel? Watch yeah. What, like a youth tw- hostel? Or? you never seen the movie Hostel? I've never heard oh, of it. Oh, man. So, do you like horror movies? I, I didn't, no. No. Okay. So, no, it's it, it's not even a... It is a horror movie, but it's really gory and, like, basically a, a torture franchise. And, like, they torture people in the most gruesome, disgusting ways. And, uh, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, it's, it's a... Oh, I watched it when I was a little kid and, like, just absolutely <laughs> terrified of it. The Shit. only movie I ever walked out on, like, I literally just said, like, No. No more. The Passion the, of the Christ? No, I haven't, even, I, I haven't <laughs> even put myself through that. It was the only movie I ever walked out was for Human Centipede. Ah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't even, gross. like, literally, like, five minutes into the Human Centipede coming out, I'm like, nope, no more. Because they're like, we are going to rip their their their, uh, their teeth out and sew their Ooh. mouths onto I'm like, oh, God, God. I knew it was going to be bad, but I'm all like, literally, I'm just like, I could not do it. And this is years, years after the movie came out. It was just like, it was... A little too nasty. Yo, right around that same time, you guys remember the movie Paranormal Activity when it f- yeah. like the first one came out? The first They're one. like, this is based on real life events. And I was scared shitless. I went to go see it like the night of the theater. Did you call the theater to say, we want Paranormal Activity? Because that's, that was mm-hmm. the gimmick they had. The, this movie is too scary. Please call your theater owners to make sure that you get Paranormal Activity in your movie theater. I don't remember that, but I did see it in theaters, and it was terrifying. I remember watching like either the second one or the third one alone um, on my desktop computer when I was a kid, and I remember it was I did I did it to myself. It was like three in the morning. I turned it on. It's also on my computer, so I, I it was on a website where it's like illegal. One of those illegal uh, so movie websites. So I was already sketched out about like kind of you know doing something wrong on the internet like and then like, watching it and like absolutely put myself in a in a, in a terrible terrible position uh mentally while watching it i was so scared but um what had me i i read an article yesterday or not yesterday uh last week of it basically was uh the definition of a, a james askins nightmare um it's this, it was this guy who's walking in new york city minding his own business the sidewalk collapses. Oh, he falls into a giant hole. In that hole, thousands and thousands of rats. Ugh. And he Ugh. he's he's in pain from the fall. Obviously, he was in there it, for a minute. It was, too. He's in there for a while, and he's he he's obviously in great pain from the fall. But he also couldn't yell up for help because he was scared that rats, all the rats, would have jumped in his mouth. There was that many oh rats. Oh my god! I am fucking terrified of rats. Um, they're disgusting. They're small. They're they're some also, of them are huge. They're, they're, yeah, some of them are huge for bubonic the size. plague they're, bringers. They're barbaric. Yeah, they carry so many diseases, and they there's so many weird. of them. Yeah, and they and they just they fuck like like nonstop, and they repopulate, and it's oh my goodness, I hate rats. And that you're reading that story sent shivers down my yeah, spine. Yeah, that was pretty gross. No dude. way. I remember. I think uh, spoiler. Alert, I think in Game of Thrones, 
they did there was a scene where like if you don't tell us where blah 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 we're gonna do something to you so they put these rats in a bucket and they put the bucket on a guy's stomach and they put an open flame on oh. the bucket and the rats were eating their way into the guy to get away from the flame was that game of thrones i saw that in a movie i think it was- i think i saw it in game of thrones fans feel free to correct me because i'm not afraid to be wrong yeah because yeah, i've seen I, that done in the movie I, 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 maybe I it was a joker or something like that oh maybe i don't dark know dark knight maybe uh, no it might have been game of thrones but yeah, I remember seeing to, the rat having to like crawl through the feel skin. Feel free to let us know. Ooh, yeah, not yeah. a good time. Which is a really good point. Uh, Shlomo, you kind of touched up on this very briefly. Um, what scared you guys as kids? I remember, you know, as a kid, when I was, I went to Clifford Marshall, I used to live, you know how there was, Clifford Marshall was on the hill, and then there was down the hill with those apartments. If you went to the right and then the left again, that apart, that condo complex, that's where I used to live. And one day we were walk me and my father were walking to school and it was raining and right before we went up the hill on this street like d- either dozens or dozens or up to hundreds or around 100 just earthworms all on the worms? street yeah Ugh. worms and i just remember freaking out like ah, ah because I didn't know what they were. I didn't know why they were there. I knew they were supposed to be underground. I thought yeah. they were they were planning something. And when I went to college, this stuff would happen all the time again. So I'm like, all right. I had At that time, I wasn't afraid. I had to look it up. So because when it rains, it's a lot easier for the worms to move around. So to save time, they come to the surface and they go go through the mud because it's a lot easier for them to traverse. Oh, wow. So a lot of them must have fallen off and just ended up on the sidewalk. And I remember that freaked the hell out of me. You know what freaked me out when I was little is uh my basement, dude. Like I come upstairs, yeah, because like you know how my like my basement stairs is connected to the back stairs that go up to my apartment, like my kitchen. And uh, I remember like coming home and it was always dark and there was mad like weird noises from the boiler and all that stuff. I would hit the back stairs, I'd shut the door and absolutely dip up the stairs, slam the door shut. Like it was just always very ominous down there. One of the stupid things I was afraid of, I don't know why it oh, it always it only was for like a couple months, and I'm very specific with this. There's a scene in Toy Story, you know, uh, where they go to Pizza Planet, and where Buzz and Woody are in the claw machine, and it's the scene where Sid he got he's got Buzz spoiler alert he's got Buzz Lightyear on the claw, and Woody's like grabbing him, he's like like no you can't take Buzz, and all the aliens like no he has to go, and they're all like fighting, and there was so much commotion, I have no idea why, but I think it was so much stimulant as a child, and I'm like I had to turn it off, I'm like I've that scared you really? I have no idea why. I think <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it was just it was just too much going on. Then I'm like nope, this is afraid, and I've that's only happened a couple of times, but I've always remembered that, oh, and yeah. I never understood why that like scared the crap out of me i got i got one up on you you guys ever remember that video where it's like a nice car driving on the countryside and you're watching it and they're like you know wait for something whatever all of a sudden this lady comes like ah, like from the side of the screen when i first saw that it scared the bejeebus out of me i wanted to bring that up too yeah that my father brought that he was like tony this is a tony this is a commercial for the new car we're gonna buy yeah. and it looks like a car <laughs> commercial and it's rolling down it's like Doo-doo-doo. man for a good long while on youtube um i want to say like during that time like maybe 0809 there is plenty of videos on youtube that seemed like it was something and it would be one of those screamers um things that make you jump like mm-hmm. uh like i couldn't but some of the videos were absolutely yeah. just completely normal for like a good two minutes 
And then out of nowhere, the volume maxed up, scary face. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I couldn't, I don't understand that. I don't understand who goes out of the way to make that. Say yeah. it is. That's who. I remember another one that was like, you have to move your mouse so it doesn't touch the Yeah, it was a edges, game. And then yeah. you hit the edge and it's like, ah. It yeah, so that one, that one, I will say that one wasn't that bad because it was literally just the girl from The Exorcist and just someone going, bah! And that, apparently that scared a good yeah, people. I will say. It popped. It was mad scary. Yeah, falling for it isn't good. Watching people fall for it. Oh, yeah, the, like the reactions. Hilarious. Was um, another thing, too. Whenever you play PlayStation 2 and you had a dirty disc or something, it goes to that... It, the ominous music that played for the PS2 uh, oh my the, god would, it, would, yeah. it be, would it be scary already but when the disc wouldn't wouldn't read it, it would fall into like hell yeah it, like, it was like red and like even scarier scarier music um so yeah I remember sometimes <laughs> trying to play a PS2 at night when I was a kid and then having the game not work and it go to that screen with the even scarier music and red I'd be like oh I'm I'm going yeah, to bed right I'm now. Done. No, that's true. Like I just, I remember because it would happen recently cuz my PS2 is old. It was one it was one of the first models that came out and I remember cuz now I try to play it again. I'll play like a video a, yeah, logically a video game and then it'd be like you know it's like the longer kind of screen and then like you know <laughs> and then the one light goes away. Like okay, it loaded my game, and then it literally exactly James got it exactly right. It goes to hell. It's all like <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> this, this disc is not okay to play. Terrifying, awful. I'm trying to remember. If there's anything else that like scared me? I, I. Uh, Do you have any phobias when you were a little kid? Or just said you have any phobias in general? Not, not really. I'm, I'm pretty good. But <laughs> that's a good point that you bring up. So what I've was able to do, I was I compiled the list of the top. Oh, I did them in letters. The top most common phobias that people have occur throughout the year. And let me do a little disclaimer. Uh, we are not mental health professionals. We're just going to snowball it and try to figure out where this stuff comes from. And we're not going to disparage you because, you know, we want to try to get to the bottom of this. So since James doesn't have the outline in front of him, the first one is called mysophobia. James, what do you think that is? Afraid of mice, maybe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, you're not entirely wrong. It's the fear of germs. Oh. It's called mysophobia? Yeah, M-Y-S-O-phobia. Oh. Unless it's like misophobia, but... Oh, thanks to COVID, I'm kind of I'm kind of on that list now. Why do you think people are afraid of germs, guys? Do you get sick? Easy game, easy brainer. I will, I will say, this kind of like weirds me out too, because we as humans are kind of like our own universe... And people really can't fathom the millions and millions of microbes and bacterias and just little just little little guys and gals inside our body and on our fingertips and in our eyes, like you get like a floater going on. And I think that might be overwhelming for some people. And yeah, obviously like if you get like, someone sneezes in your face, you get sick. Mm. You're gonna... I, had a, I was walking dogs the last few months and one of the dogs sneezed on the back of my neck when I was driving. <sighs> I was so mad. It was like so disgusting because it was like a wet sneeze. Like, pew, like, oh, yeah, and your shoulders shower, went yeah. right up. Yeah, it was awful. Oh, but yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of germs. I'm definitely not a fan. I like things to be clean, cleanliness. But uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of people who are just, is it, is it called a germaphobe? Yeah. All right. I think, uh, I think President Trump's a germaphobe. I, th- I think I might have heard that. I know Howie Mandel's a germaphobe. Uh, I think I, th- I, I don't. Don't 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 come for us, Mister Former President. <laughs> but I think Donald Trump's a germaphobe. I, I don't know. I think that, I think I might have been someone else. So uh, this one's very va- vague. It's called. It's basically social phobias. 
I wish there was a name for it, but it's just a social phobia. It's like getting up in front of the class or like speaking in public. Yeah, or that's like me. Hanging out with like a big group of people. That's me. I think with with me, I think it's we have we kind of as ourselves, especially when we're by ourselves, we have our own perceptions of ourselves, and we kind of have our own image of how it's supposed to be. And when, like, say you're like public speaking or you're doing like a tour or something, yeah, I hate being the center of attention. I and hate, you, yeah, you I do hate, like one little slip up, and you think that everyone thinks, "Oh, you're shit." Like that's just me, though. I think a lot of people, it comes from like, perhaps it comes from insecurity. That's just me, though. Someone, what about you? I would say that, uh, at least personally, I think that when I was younger, I definitely like getting up in front of the class or raising your hand talking like it kind of i did get a little anxiety but like as the years went on i uh i realized that if i know what i'm talking about and like i have something actually to say i don't really have a fear you know you get a little bit of butterflies when you maybe have to get in front of a crowd or in front of an audience or in a class or whatever but uh once i get going i'm very comfortable my dad was so helpful i remember when I, when i was in the fourth grade and the third grade i think i think they did it twice I was in the uh, the talent show, and I said, Dad, I'm going to do stand-up comedy. It wasn't that good. But my dad gave me the best advice that I still use to this day is when you're like on stage, he always tells me, he would always tell me to look at the back wall because it, it looks like you're addressing the crowd when in theory you're just looking at a blank wall. <laughs> That's actually pretty smart. Yeah, my, my dad taught me that because when you're looking at all the crowd, you got all the eyes on you, then justifiably you might get a little jittery. And I got, I'm shaking my leg right now. That's crazy, yo. We were in the we were in the same grade, obviously in uh in elementary school. I was a host at the talent show. Oh yeah, had to get up and like introduce the acts and stuff like that, which was a little nerve wracking. But like like I said, once you get going, it's pretty easy. And you guys are so lucky listening to our show because you're listening to the former head anchor of the Quincy High School morning announcements. So getting up and like being on TV and doing this is second nature to me. And even when I ran for office many times uh when i had to give speeches to the class like it wasn't really that scary i will say however for some reason it comes back i have no idea why when i was a senior and we were doing a public uh speaking assignment with miss volta congratulations on the engagement by the way and i remember people would look to me to give the critiques on speaking publicly and i would go well you know i've noticed that you're a little nervous and and ironically enough when i went up I was so freaking nervous. I have no idea why. Probably because I built myself up as like the, I am the best public speaker in the world. And I just remember just shaking and losing my spot when I was talking. I was just freaking out. Yeah, you kind of put some uh, unnecessary pressure on yourself. I did. I did. And most recently, maybe you guys can see this, but when we did the MMR Talks Election 2020 special, when I was talking about... um the very controversial Quincy High presidential school election, I remember my hand being under the desk and just shaking because for some reason I was nervous because I was literally saying things that had not been said that I've been keeping to myself. And I'm like, wow, are these people going to be like, wow, this guy, he, man, he never he never lets go. He's still holding on to that. What a loser. Um, I have no idea why I got so nervous. My hand was just shaking. And maybe if you guys rewatch that, it's on YouTube because you're not going to be able to see it. if you just listen to the show. Maybe you'll take a look at it. Yeah, that's just me at least. I'd say uh, at least nervous ticks. I I took a public speaking class in college, and uh, you know you see people like when they're holding up the piece of paper, shaking. Like my hands will get sweaty, but I'll try to just like move around and get it going. The I'll just say real quick, I had a hilarious uh, 
friend in the class and he used to read like he'd show up pretty late and stuff he'd read one of those speeches, guys right with sunglasses on in the class <laughs> and my teacher would be like yo take your glasses off and he'd be like uh he said something like i have astigmatism my eyes are sensitive or something like that oh that was so gonna she's say like okay that was gonna say i can't it's part of my religion yeah and like normally in the speech you know you get graded on like you know your eye contact with yeah. the audience blah 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 and he would just straight up read the script from it. Like he'd be holding this thing, reading it. I thought that was so funny. I remember when, when I had a job, when I was, uh, uh, my job requires me to talk to a lot of strangers all the time. And sometimes I'll be enforcing the rules and I'm going to get like, ah, you're full of shit and all that. And I get a little, I get a little nervous, but, but I'm all like, you know what? If you don't, you don't like it, leave. Yeah. So wait, wait, before we end that, no, there's another, no, there's another phobia. It's a social anxiety. I know that's like a, that's like a diagnosable phobia. Oh, sure. I think that's what that whole uh, social phobia is all about. But anyway. So there's this one called, James, it's called astrophobia. What do you think that is? Astrophobia. Astrophobia. Fear of space. You're not entirely wrong. It's uh, the fear of thunder and lightning storms. That sounds uh, like I'm completely wrong. Well, it takes place in the same <laughs> okay. area of the sky yeah. and all that. Um, why do you guys think people are... I do... People are afraid of lightning. People are afraid of thunder. I do understand. You're a people. wuss if you're scared of thunder and lightning. I'm sorry oh, to say. Uh-oh. Thunder buddies. If you need a thunder buddy, you're a coward. Like, come on, dude. You're, you're The chances of you getting struck by lightning or hit by whatever... You're not going to get it. You're not Yo, going to get it. I find it crazy that people have been hit by lightning. Mm. How nuts is that? Yo, I had a coworker claim that she got hit by twice. I'm like, that's you'd be, awful. You'd be toast. Has she played the lottery yet? Uh, uh, yeah, she does, and she hasn't won yet. I've <laughs> seen bolts of lightning hit trees. I heard one last summer hit. Uh, it must have hit like the Quincy Center, like Hancock Tower, whatever. Dude, it sh- it woke me up at six oh five in the morning, like boom, like. I couldn't imagine getting hit by a bolt of lightning. So, all right, James, if I got hit by lightning, I told you that, yo, I'm afraid of thunder and lightning. You still think I'm a wuss? Even though I was hit by a bolt? Yep. And it was in the hospital? Yep. Wow. Because nope. now you're for sure not going to get hit again. Well, you just said your buddy got hit twice. Yeah. I, I also think my buddy's full of shit, but that's another <laughs> story. Sorry, buddy. I'm, I, I, I do get it. Like, when, when thunder and lightning happens, like, I can only speak for myself. When thunder happens, like, I, I got no problem with lightning. I think lightning's really cool because it's like hot plasma in the sky and it goes away. I think it's fascinating what a world we live on. Thunder itself, it, it's more so, for me at least, of an occasional nuisance. Because sometimes you just get the burr, 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 burr. And then other guys, other times you just get that boom, like just like out of nowhere. It, it, anytime I hear like really loud lightning, I just like take it back. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I like, I like loud thunder. I have, I have no problem with it, but I think a lot of people, do. they just don't like being surprised by, I, th- I think more so than thunder than lightning. Yeah. Because you can see lightning coming. It's thunder, because you know how it's always, the, there's the lightning, and then you gotta like count one, yep. two, and then you one hear the thunder. Two Mississippi. And you figure out how far away the storm is, when in truth, you know, if you're getting that on top of you, the storm's already here. Right. So the next one is called, James, aerophobia. Aerophobia. Aerophobia, the fear of getting stabbed. <laughs> oh, so close. It's the fear of flying. Okay. Now, for you're me- You're a coward if you're scared of the fly. Sorry to say it. Jeez. 
I just remember like 10 or ten or 12 minutes ago, I said, we are not disparaging you. We're just dissecting. You said that on the behalf of you. Me, I'm a loose cannon. So, <laughs> yeah, you know me. By That's my it. rep. No, I mean, I'm, I'm again, I'm joking. You know, I, I understand if anyone having a fear of anything, but, you know, you're pretty safe if you're in, in a plane. The, the likelihood of you exactly. crashing and is, is the lottery is the lottery and the whole lightning thing. You're pretty safe. If you are okay with riding in a car, you should be damn well not that afraid to go in a plane. You're more likely to die on your way to the kitchen than die on a plane. There you go. Is that true? Ah, uh, it could be. That's BS. <laughs> it could be. Dude, you go in like 600 miles an hour in a metal box through the air. Yeah. Still, I, I don't know. Every time I fly, I'm not afraid to fly, but like every time I fly, as soon as we're taking off, I'm like, yo, until we're hitting that cruising altitude. But I, I'll see you at going 95 down Wally Beach. No, no problem. <laughs> with scuba hanging out the window. Well, here's the biggest difference. My hands are on the wheel. When you're on a plane... <sighs> Your you life be more scared. Is, no, no, no. When you're on a plane, your life is in someone else's hands completely. Yeah, a professional. Two professionals usually, and the flight attendants. I guess. And now it versus you. It's still which a chance, I, bro. You, you can, you know, you James, are a good licensed driver, but you're not a professional driver. I bet on myself any day of I the respect week. that. I respect that. But to, with that being said, bro, there's been a few instances that I've flown where, like, you hit turbulence and... uh you're not sure if you're going to make it out of there. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. It's scary as shit. I, I don't think blame people. From where, from where I'm coming from, I think flying itself isn't the scary thing. I think people are afraid of the two things, crashing and terrorism. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> well, I didn't right. even consider the terrorism part. I will say, uh, don't try it, but if what, and hijack, when I go- if Hijacking and, a plane? No. If and when I go on a flight and they're like, we got to hijack this plane, I will a little bit, oh, it's on. It is on because I don't, I, I don't want to sound like Secret Service, like if the president gets shot, like, oh, now I get to act. But I've been like, I've, I've for years, for years, I've been preparing myself for like all like the worst case scenarios. I remember when when we had our lockdown drills back in middle school, I think Miss Principe might have been the sub that day for Miss Delisle. And I remember we were doing a lockdown where everyone, I'm not going to say where we hide because the school shooters who are watching are going to go, ah, oh, that's where they're hiding. Why do you assume school shooters are tuning into this show? You never know. Someone, like Jabe said, they could just snap. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I remember I took a pair of scissors and I had them open, just ready to go Up in to the Curran's corner. neck. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, I, it's, Miss Principe's like, hey, Tony, what the hell are you doing with the scissors? I go, what if someone comes in? That's true. You can protect what if someone the class. Comes in? Yeah. I, I, and, if I, and if I go, and then there's no hope for you guys because I don't know if you guys are going to fight. And I remember just that, uh, well, nah, well, well, yeah. Anytime I would, when I would be in class, I would always sit in the front because one, the closer you sit to the board, uh, the better you're supposed to do. And two, if a school shooter comes in, you're either going to be the first to die or one of the last because they want to, you know, they want to work their that's way down. That's not why you said it. You were a teacher's pet. Don't, don't. That's not <laughs> why. That's not why you and, said up front. And if I'm late, I can just swoop in. Or last name, it starts with an A. He's always up front. I know about Terrorism. that. Terrorism. <laughs> yeah, facts. But I think that's what people are afraid of. Like, with the, I think it's crashing in terrorism. You know, Flying I'm itself of is marvelous. I'm afraid of snakes, dude. Snakes, you mean? Is that on the list? Are you afraid of yourself? That's it's not arachnophobia. I know arachnophobia is is uh, it's boaphobia. I think it's boaphobia. Oh, no, no, boa no, no, a no. boa constrictor. Yeah, <laughs> stricter. Hardly constrictors know don't. They don't. You know, I'm not scared of those. I'm scared of the ones like sure a cobra that? that will like lash out and, and bite you. Yeah, so that's um, cobras. They like wrap around. I feel like I can get out of that. Of Ophi- neck. 
Ophidophobia. That's a, what the snakes? fear of snakes. Listen, I had a dream. Uh, I had a dream. This was like right before I moved to California because I looked it up. I was like, "Why is this happening?" I was ch- I was being chased by about a thousand snakes, and I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, and I I had just like a like a bat. It was like a stickball bat, like I'm like a broomstick. And at one point, like I couldn't outrun them, so I turned around and just started smashing these snakes. And like I I ended up like getting away from them. I woke up, called like Seamus or whoever. Yo, I told him what happened. They're like, that's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. So he's like, look it up. So I look it up. And apparently, like, if you dream about snakes, there's like a big, uh, like, change in your life about to happen or something along those lines. And I was about to move. How's about that, huh? Yeah. But uh, yeah, anytime I see snakes, like, I'm all set. That's what people who have pet snakes, pet rats. Well, did bashing the snakes in your dream help your fear at all? Because um, that's actually how I got over Chucky the doll. I was so scared of <laughs> Chucky the doll growing up. When I finally had a dream where I was like, I had a lucid dream. I, I realized like, oh shit, I'm dreaming. Because usually in, in nightmares, once I'm uh, once I realize like, oh shit, I'm in a nightmare. I'll just have the killer kill me. But this time, I seen Chucky. I'm like, yo, you're you're a doll. I'm six one, like two fifty, like. And I ended up just banging on Chucky. I just fucking <laughs> gave him gave him the, the mitts. And after that, like I remember just not being scared of Chucky. That's good though. Did that work with you? The snake? honestly, um, yeah. Now that I think of it, like if I see a snake, it's not like I'm gonna back run from in. it. I like kind of just stand up to it because it's like unless it's a, a cobra. Like I've never seen a cobra in real life, but you know I usually see little garden snakes or whatever, and uh, they don't really scare me anymore. Part of me thinks, I think, um. It's like a biblical thing for us, us the good, serpent, us yeah. good Christians out there. We remember that Eve was tempted by the snake, who was the devil, mm-hmm. and then that screwed up the human race forever. And we are all like, "Oh, we got to stay away from snakes." Uh, I will say, for snakes, they're cunning little buggers. They they move fast, they bite fast. I don't like how they move. Dude. Yeah, it's unpredictable. It's comfort. They're fast. I um I remember when I was in Virginia. I was at uh, Bush Gardens Williamsburg, and this lady had like a big boa out, and she's like, "Who wants to pet the snake?" I'm like, "I should pet the snake." I've pet snakes before. I just wanted it was a big meaty snake. Yeah, my buddy uh, Aaron, cool. he's afraid of snakes like big time. And uh, there was one Santa Monica Boulevard. There's like a little boardwalk. Two guys walk around with these big ass snakes, and I'm like, "Yo, come pet this." He wanted nothing to do with it, and. Uh, yeah, I don't blame them. But to be fair, if there's like if I like if I live in Florida or like Australia and I open the toilet or the shower and there's a snake, I'm not going to be too happy to see it. Oh, well, I got a story for you speaking about that. Now, we mentioned arachnophobia, which is the fear of spiders, right? And uh, not yet, but we, we can. Yeah, we did not mention that. But go ahead. I go mentioned ahead. it when we were talking about like the uh the fear of snakes. Anyway, so we're down in Puerto Rico. This is uh myself and Jimmy. And one morning, you know, at our Airbnb, I'm getting ready. I wake up, I'm feeling good. I look up in the corner of my room, and there's this black, like, look like mold or something. I turn the light on, and it is a spider the size of a football. And then its legs were even longer on the sides, right? Its body is the size of a football. So I yell. I'm like, yo, James, come in here, bro. He sees it. He screams. He goes into the living room. I'm like, you're like, ah. He screamed, right? James, can you like, react no. for us? I actually did not scream. I was like, oh! Yeah, like, all right, so he yelled. I was just cracking it jokes. It was a yell, right? I was cracking jokes. So it's in the corner of the room, right? I take a water bottle, and I put it against the corner, and like a rocket, I, I shoot it up the wall, and it completely, it didn't miss, but 
the spider saw it coming and he so fast oh. dipped into the corner of where the door meets the frame, right? And he's oh. standing there, right? And the, the door to my room to the living room. And James is out in the living room. He's yelling. I'm like, yo, James, grab a shoe, all right? I'm going to slam the door and crunch him. And if he tries to run, hit him with the shoe. He's like, all right, bet. On three. One, two, three. I slam the door. And obviously, I'm in the inside. So he the thing kind of scurries. I don't know what's going on. All I hear is, ah! I'm like, did you kill it? No! no it was, the, it was thing, the fastest thing alive. What happened? It jumped off the wall or fell? It just uh, it dipped. It dipped, and then it went to the to the ground and it, it scared away it went under the tv stand apparently yep and we did not see it from that point on so i hit up the airbnb host i sent them first of all i took a picture before anything and uh what is this i sent it to them and they said oh my god we'll sit you know we're gonna send the exterminator right away I'm like all right cool james and i split we go to breakfast we come back there's just a can of raid on the <laughs> table and that's it that is literally all we got we sent the exterminator. He didn't do anything, but he went. He went. Yeah, and I think I think we ended up staying there the whole rest of the, for like another two nights. Just no problem. No problems. Fear. No problemo. I was terrified, dude. I put a towel under my door so we couldn't come back in. Uh, I thought or I felt a, a like a spider web in the bathroom, and I freaked out. So yeah, it was uh, it was a terrifying situation, and the way that that spider moved, man, I low key might have a little bit of arachnophobia. I understand that, and arachnophobia is one of them. Uh, spiders, I can only say, like, from my experience, I haven't experienced this massive dude spider, but spiders are our friends. They eat the mosquitoes with malaria. They eat the flies who lay maggots in our meat, and they eat all that stuff. So, I'm usually, when there's, like, a, like, you know, like, a little tiny spider with, like, little legs, you can see through it because it's so innocent and small. They're like, can I kill it? I'm like, I'm not gonna kill it. If anything, I literally, I put it in the cup, in the paper, and I go, sorry, you buddy, out. you got to go outside. For up to me, I'd let you stay, but, you know. But those big spiders, apparently, I think from what I've heard, the bigger the spider, the less dangerous it is, especially if they're hairy. Like the tarantula. Daddy long legs. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think daddy long legs is okay. But I think the tarantula is like, okay, that's why a lot of people love tarantulas. Yeah. See, you got, a pet, you got a pet spider, rat, or snake. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't do it. On the inverse of that, there is the fear of insects. So it would be the other ones, like like millipedes. And I don't know. If, I think millipedes. No, they don't scare right. me. I crunch them. I'm like, get out of here. Ants and bees. I smoke ants. Beetles. <laughs> <laughs> ants don't stand a chance. I think well, when people see insects, because I've been watching a lot, a lot of hoarders lately. And you should see some of these houses. Nasty. And when they, they'll have like ants maggots. or flies. And maggots, yeah. And maybe it gives off the stigma of, oh, not clean, not clean. And these, these, these ants and these bugs are living in my house. And like, I'm not in a, I'm not in a, a, a safe space for people. Yeah. I don't know what other bugs are scary except for like bees because of, remember when, and my spoiler in my girl where, uh, that boy's like, oh, I'm going to kiss you. No, get away from me. And he like goes off and he just gets killed by bees. Sorry. And the girl's like, oh, we we're supposed to hang out. So I think, I think bees are. Is the only other mainly like yellow jackets, like those really scary. Yeah, I've slim, been stung by those many race bees car before. bees are like nasty. You can get really sick from from insects too. So, but like, you need, I'm all set on that. But we need them. Oh, and that ties back to remember when I saw those worms on the street? Yeah, I was able to conquer it. So Bravo. there's this, there there's this one James called agoraphobia. What do you, what do you think that is? Fear of Al Gore. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it's the fear of situation. 
It's the situ the fear of situation or place where it is difficult to escape. I can kind of get behind. I, I can, think agoraphobia is a fear of blood. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I thought too. Which is a very logical thing. Hypochondriac is that a fear of blood? I think that might be it. Feel free to let us know. Uh, when I was at work one time, I can't. I'm not going to diagnose this person as a agoraphobe, but someone who was leaving. Because you know when a theater gets out, everybody leaves all at the same time, tight quarters, or when someone it's really tight quarters and it's really slow, really you know doesn't really move a lot. This woman just comes back into the theater, screaming, crying at the top of her lungs. She's going like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" She was like weeping and sobbing, and I was going like, "Are we in?" danger or anything and i'm trying to figure out what it was and you know person to person they finally i finally ended up finding out that oh the place is too crowded and it was too uh, much for her so she couldn't do it i go oh i, I understand that's I like understand. the fear of crowds and stuff like that right? yeah because you know like say like if there's an incident where like everyone's trying to leave at the same time there's only one exit you can get trampled or something which is a very rational fear apparently trampling is uh not a good thing yeah, Actually, you ever I see ever see lion that. king uh, oh god yeah didn't go R. well R. for him r.i.p man Fun fact, uh, there's a video that I have in my possession where James says the worst movie I ever saw was The Lion King. What? Damn. That's yeah, literally one of my favorite movies. Well, now he's this? going back on his word. I'm, I'm pretty sure you were joking. It was a morning announcements video. Oh, okay. But uh, well, maybe we'll, the tapes. Yep. maybe we'll find that someday. I'm trying to think of other phobias that people uh, that people have. What's the um, What's the one where it's like you're afraid of like, uh, like blood? That's... James, what's the one where you're afraid of blood? Not necessarily blood, but like like needles and stuff like that. I oh, don't. Needles? I'm not afraid of needles, but like every time I get a shot, I get very like squeamish. Yeah, you're talking about trypanophobia, the yeah. fear of needles and injections. Yeah, that's the one, dude. I will say, I used to have a big fear of needles. Not like a fear, like anytime I had to get a booster shot or a flu shot, I would always be afraid when I was a kid because it hurt. Yeah, and they hype it up too, like the, with the big, hey, you know, All right, for a they, shot. They, they do the clink, clink, and they move yeah, the needle. Flick it. And I think John Oliver said it best, anything can sound scary, uh, like booster shots or just uh, a needle going inside you, injecting you with science juice. But I will say, <laughs> it's, it's something that I... I was able to move past because I think in my mid or early teens, I said, look, this fear of needles is just, I, 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 I no more. So I talked to my doctor and the nurse and, and the lab tech who were giving me these shots. And then we're just talking about it. We're talking about it. And then ever since then, any time I get like a needle, like I watch it go in and I watch the whole progress. Maybe that makes you sound like some weird masticus for pain or anything. Yeah. But no, like I want to know well, how you, the process works. You conquered works. it. That's a good thing. Though. Yeah. I really don't. I will say, however, getting a getting a needle in the mouth, whole another story. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. The last time I had a dentist, I have I've had many cavities, and like some of my dentists, they would like shake your cheek and then they shove it in like the needle. And uh, the last one I had, he was like, you know, the numbing jelly. Oh, he, he stuck it like he put it on the side of my gum and just left it there for like five minutes. Came back and it was like like the whole little like Q-tip left it in there. That was probably the best thing because my whole thing was completely numb. I, and I, I don't know. It worked out. I had to get um the numbing needle in the mouth. The roof of the mouth or the side? Uh, right here. Oh. Inside, like inside the jaw, like under the teeth. Like it's uh, I wouldn't recommend it, but it's something that had to be done. And you know what? I didn't feel it. It, it stings a little, but uh, that stuff works wonderful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that numbing stuff works wonderful. Uh, there's one called, okay, this is, uh, I wish a certain someone were here to kind of fill us in. This is one called kinophobia, 
which is the fear of dogs. Oh, JQ should be on this one. <laughs> it's not funny. But uh, kind of phobia, I think dogs, people are scared of dogs more so than cats because dogs are closer to wolves and, you know, the whole stigma with wolves. I think the biggest thing is, like, it stems from, like, a young age, some sort of traumatic, like a dog attacked you or something. Exactly. I was attacked by a cat, and I, I, I'm not saying I'm scared of them, but I definitely now hate them because that cat attacked me for no reason. You mind your own business? Mind my own business. This this, <laughs> this cat that I think might have been addicted to drugs or something, just out of nowhere, just, like, I seen the, 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 cat, the cat's tail just curl up. And then you were doing something ridiculous. No, I was just standing there. You must have invaded its space. You know what cat I didn't like is uh, I think it was name was Garfield. It was uh, JQ's cat. You'd walk up to the house, and out of nowhere, it come out the bushes and try to like run up on you. And I remember three or four times, like it ran at me, and I just stood there and like kind of bossed up on it, and it ran off. And then months later, it ran away. Somebody caught it, brought it to the shelter. They actually cut its balls off. And then, like, you know, ended up, Mr. Quink found it, whatever, came back to the house. And then the first time I saw it after it came back, he came up and sat on my lap. Oh, sweet boy. And was sitting there, and I was like, what is going on here? Good old sweet kitty. I told him, get get the hell off me. Like, he tried to attack me, like, three or four times. I'm like, I don't forget that. Get out of here. Not a fan. Although there is a few cats I do like. I think, remember, like, uh, especially people are afraid of the big dogs. The big dogs, and then they shepherds. growl. Yeah. yeah, like shepherds, the Roddies, the Some dogs are nasty, though. I will say that. Some mm-hmm. dogs are very mean, angry dogs. And also, you got to know how to approach a dog. You can't just walk up and try to start petting I like dog. Hey, you can't do that. Unless it's Scoob. Scoob's a good boy. And Bubba's all right. I was walking Bubba, and some guy tried to pet him, and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, no, 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 no. But Bubba was just let him pet him. And I'm like, what? You got you to gotta get over. I mean, at least with fear of dogs, I think... That's one where you you gotta face your fear because not all dogs are vicious like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're and, the uh, they're they're unfortunately some of the people that suffer from the bad apple effect. Yeah, I think that's the, probably the only fear that's like I would say it's rather easy to get over. Yeah, because um, then you meet like a golden or like a dog that's very very friendly, like a Chihuahua. Oh my god, I can't stand. No, it. actually, no, I, I can shot. definitely understand it because dogs can just snap at, at the womb. Even a friendly dog, a, a dog that can be friendly its whole life, and then just out of nowhere can snap and bite you. So I can always understand a fear of a dog. Got to read can, of an animal. You got to read no, I mean, dude, the, the same thing with uh, when we rob uh, shooters. Uh, all it takes is uh, one brain lap, and you, you, you know, you're gonna have to put down your dog for attacking someone. That's true. So I, I can understand, especially if you have been attacked by uh, a dog before. Right. A fear of dogs. Fun fact: uh, When I was compiling the list, uh, it's called kinophobia. I originally pronounced it as cyanophobia, like cyanide, but it turns out cyanophobia is the racial hatred of Chinese people. Oh wow! So originally, <laughs> I, thought I thought it was, it was gonna xenophobia. be like it was gonna be like cyanophobia, like. Okay, we are not going to talk about being afraid of Chinese people. Then it's like, because Sino is spelled S-I-N-O, like the Sino-Russian war. Yeah. Because they, they always... I'm kind of terrified someone. of old white women, to be yeah. honest. They kind of scare me. Karens. Karen. Yeah, Karens, if you will. But just like, unintentional, unintentionally, they just, I find them very like, in a certain scenario, just like, kind of scary. Complicit with the mistakes of the past. Awful. Like, like we did all we could. I like, come clean my oven. Young man, and then next thing I know, I'm being shoved in the oven. You're in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> What's this Hansel and Gretel stuff that's happening to James? <laughs> Awful. James, would you like some Broncos gear? No, thank you. Anyway, so, anyway, 
I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's see. Then there's uh, claustrophobia, which is obviously not the fear of Santa Claus. Yeah. A good old SpongeBob joke. It's the fear of enclosed spaces, obviously. I think, to a certain degree, a lot of people do kind of have like a small, a small little bit of this. Because when I think of claustrophobia, I think of the idea of being buried alive. Yep. Like when you're in the coffin and you got like the hundreds of pounds of dirt on you and there's there's no way out and you run out of air and you just you just go. Even when you're like in a like a well, mosh pit's a bad example. Like if you're in a group hug and you're like one of the first people who gets inside and you just get completely surrounded by all those people and you you can't move, you get a little you get a little too warm and you get you don't get enough fresh oxygen, people can be all right, get off, get off, get off. I think some people do uh a lot of people do have a small taste of uh, claustrophobia in them. That's a big one. I think another one is uh, the fear of heights. I'm not sure what that is, but like the fear of heights. Yeah, I wonder what that could be. I think with me, I think the fear of, it's not so much more of a, well. It's the fall. Yeah, it's obviously, I think it's the fall. Like, oh my God, like if you're really high up, you'll fall. What I'm thinking, I thought a lot about this last night, is like if you're high up, you're away from the ground when you're, and you're usually pretty safe on the ground. When you're high up, you can make a lot of mistakes. Uh, when I was in Paris back in 2011, I went to the Eiffel Tower. This is before the Eiffel Tower had the plexiglass all around the base, so the terrorists don't attack it. But we were originally going to go up to the tippy-tippy top of the Eiffel Tower, but we couldn't go up because someone threw up. And apparently it was so bad, you could only go to the midsection. So go look <laughs> up a picture of the Eiffel Tower, look up that middle section, that's where I was. Even that is still pretty high up. And I'm like, it wow. Is, yeah. Paris is somewhat beautiful. It would be a lot more beautiful if I were higher up. But I remember I took like a few steps back and then something clicked. And I'm like, whoa, never do that again. Uh-oh. That was freaky. Because I, uh, what if I, what if I fall? I've I think been up there. That's, that's actually, for me. Uh, to piggyback, that's actually a wicked nice view. It is a beautiful view. The, the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Go check it out. Highly recommend it. We recommend the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Good luck getting on a plane. Yeah, right. Let's see. And we actually... That's all of our phobias, and we dabbled on this, and let's we can speak very earnestly. How do we conquer our fears? You got to face them, baby. It's it. Head on. But I think you also have to be smart about it, because, you know, if, like, you're afraid of, like, snakes, like, you don't go, oh, hello, Mr. Black Mamba, can I give you a hug? Or, like, you go to, like, a, a, like a dog fight to get, <laughs> to get over your fear of dogs, or you just take a wrong flight. I think... It, you're right. We do have to tackle our fears, but we have to be smart about it. We have to do it in moderation. Yeah, right. if, you're afraid, if you're afraid of snakes, you don't have to. You don't have to be in the vicinity of snakes. That's fine. It's not, but, some, it's not something you have to conquer. But yeah, yeah. Uh, the fears that you know are making you avoid goals or avoid um, something that you want. Yeah, you gotta you gotta uh, face them head on. Yeah, the biggest one was probably just the social stuff like that. I mean, like the, like James said, the fear of snakes and stuff like that. I don't really recommend, I mean, you don't have to fix that. I mean, I don't think that would inhibit you from, unless you want to be like a veterinarian or something like that. I don't uh, do snakes. Yeah, I wouldn't, it probably wouldn't inhibit you from reaching your goals. But uh, yeah, maybe like, you know, social fears and also like the fear of flying because it might limit your traveling and stuff like that. So uh, yeah. And take a very analytical approach to it. Like I talked about how I was terrified of all those worms. I looked many years ago, I found out all those worms are just trying to get somewhere. I was afraid of needles. I talked to the doctor. I talked to everybody. I want to know how all this stuff works. And now I watch the needle go in. I got no problem with it. And even if we, we talk about fear itself, fear is a very natural thing. 
it's how we got here because fear is entangled to survival and self-preservation. Right. It's instinctual. So, like, like, oh, I'm afraid of uh, of dogs. Oh, so I'm just going to make a settlement where there are no dogs. Mm-hmm. And that's just how we get there. Oh, well, I'm afraid of heights. Well, I'm going to build a settlement close to the ground so I can farm. Right. So it's a very natural thing. And every I always say – well, I don't always say this. But if fear is something you want to conquer, do it at your own pace. And you know what? You don't even – really need to if it it's gotten to the point i remember there was an episode of uh the maury povich show i was watching at <laughs> carly scolaro's house it was a good good bunch of us and we were watching people you know but their fears and this is a woman afraid of balloons she was afraid of balloons she doesn't like how they feel she doesn't like how they sound she doesn't trust how they fly and maury povich did a really dirty dirty thing where he goes we're going to confront our fears and just released a bunch of balloons on top oh, of that's hilarious and she was freaking out that's awesome and my favorite part was when she goes i'm gonna get out of here it's and she runs backstage and then you hear more public go no no don't go back there and there's balloons everywhere and that's she's crying on the do. ground maybe it's still on youtube um the camera crew follows her back yeah they there. followed her because it's the same you are not the father show so you know they're professional they know right. how to follow people so if you're going to conquer your fear go at your own pace and fear keeps us in line and intact. I love it. Antonio, do we have any fun questions for the day? We do. We do. So I want to ask you guys uh, for today's fun question. What should be more accessible and more difficult to get? It's not like a riddle. Like for I'll just say for me, something that should be more accessible, Dippin' Dots, not sponsored, even though yeah. you can try to reach out to them. I wish there were more Dippin' Dots. Uh, cotton candy, mm-hmm. like fresh cotton candy. Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Damn, he's got all the sweets. Yeah, and uh, healthcare. All right, good healthcare, like high quality healthcare, and housing. All right, housing. That's just me. What should be more difficult to get? Disease and guns. All right, pretty easy. That's just me though. What do you, what do you got? What do you guys think? What should be easier to get? Uh, I think education should be easier to get. Right. Uh, like a higher ed or like higher more ed. accessible education. Higher ed. And I mean, guess in general, nowadays with the internet, it's a little bit easier, but uh, I think yeah, higher ed, you have to basically take out a mortgage to, to get where you want, you know, get a degree. And what should be more difficult to get? Uh, your driver's license. We talked oh, about the other day, just people get driving. Me started. I think it should be every uh, every two or th- maybe every three years, you should have to take a driver's I think you test. said every five when we did the MMR talks election special. You, said you know what? Five. Actually, yeah. Now, if, every five years, you should be checked on it. Like, have to go take a test. And if you pass, you get paid. You get 50 bucks. Wow. Yeah, you took the day like off it's, work. it's a pain in the ass, but it's like, all right, if you pass, you get 50, or you get some money off your insurance or something like that. But that's that's what I recommend. That'd be nice. I'd, you yeah. know, I'd, I'd be doing that every single year. Facts. <laughs> take the road test every year. Uh, James, what should be more accessible more and accessible more difficult to get? Box. Like, boxes when you move, you go to move. Um, like you go to move, like you go buy where do you go? Where do you go to get boxes? You should just be given boxes. You shouldn't have to go. That's a good. So point. box, I think, should definitely be. Um, <laughs> I like what it just says what box, a single box, like boxes in general. Yeah, but definitely, I think box would be. Uh, this guy's trying to be funny. All right, they're there if you know where to get them. And James, what should Facts. be more? Well, what should be more difficult to get? More difficult to get? Yeah. Uh, clout. <laughs> Res- respect. Um, no, not respect. Yeah, no, respect. Respect is, it has to I be like earned. That. I like that. Um, here, pe- here. People, people are getting too much credit out there when they're not really doing shit. Um, 
more difficult. That's perfect. They're not esteemed yeah. podcast hosts like we are. Exactly. And uh, before we go, obviously, we have our recommendations. So if you've been a dedicated MMR Talks listener, a couple episodes ago, I did my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Last episode, I did my favorite musical of all time. So this episode, we're going to continue the streak. And I want to talk about my favorite comic book series of all time. It is Saga by a name you might remember, Brian K. Vaughn with art by Fiona Staples. I actually have issue number 54, right? Oh, number 50, right here in the studio because I used to have comics as decorations for Remember One of the 2010s. So we'll get that back on there for you. Mm-hmm. And Saga is based, it was pitched as Star Wars meets Game of Thrones. It's a story about Marco Alana and their daughter Hazel. These two come from warring parts of the galaxy and they come together, they make this hybrid child. And Brian K. Vaughn, he actually wrote this as a response to him becoming a father. Oh wow. Because he, he when he he talked about I made this because I was afraid of becoming a father. And it actually ties into what we were talking about, fears and phobias. When you become a father, like I almost have, uh you go through these you go through a lot. You go through a lot, especially when you actually become one. Like, am I going to be enough for my kid? Am I going to be able to provide for my kid? How like, how do I protect them, make sure they're safe? And all those themes are inside Saga. You've got just, just brilliant writing and characters, fantastic art by uh, Fiona Staples. It's on hiatus right now. And you can go and go to your local library and uh, read it. Or you can go to, you know, Comixology or you can buy them. And I will say... I'm a very emotional person. The last couple, let's see, this is number 50. So 50 to 54, I was an emotional wreck. Oh, yeah? I was I was rough, especially number 54. That was tough. So go read Saga, and believe me, you'll fall in love with a little guy named Goose. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, uh, I got to recommend the show Blacklist on Netflix. Uh, I can't rec- I can't remember the name of the actor. All I know, it's, the, uh, it's Robert California from The Office. Oh, and James Spader. Yes, because we were Spader. just talking about him the other day. Oh, it's great. First day of work, this FBI agent. Uh, he come basically. He comes in very first scene, and he basically surrenders to the FBI. He's just like kind of a contract guy where he negotiate. He brokers deals between like criminals, um, and he's very good at. It. He's very like methodical, but basically he turns himself in, and he's like trying to help this rookie agent. And I've only, I'm only like three or four episodes in, but uh, it's super dope. So it's called The Blacklist. All right. Uh, James, I finished strong. you have any good recommendations for all of our listeners and our fans? I got to recommend the Steel and Ass Sports Podcast produced by Mass Music Radio. Uh, the star of the show, of course, is me, but it's named after Steel and Naz, uh, my, my constituents. Um, great, great, great listens. Uh, and also just recommend... Uh, the Mass Music Morning Show. Yes, sir. Every morning, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. shop. You can tune in on massmusicradio.com or the download the free app. It's free. Free yeah. 99, baby. And uh, Shulman, got anything to promote before we head out? Uh, I'm going to piggyback on that. The Morning Show, it's been fantastic. Like James said, Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. Uh, our online store should be up and running very, very soon. So look out for that. And yeah, another one is the Across the Pond podcast every Wednesday at 1 p.m. And uh, before we go, I'd like to, of course, recommend MMR Talks, the series. We're uh, we're actually now in the double digits for 
episodes. Well, technically, this is episode nine, but we had two specials, so we're in the double digits. Uh, we had two specials. We had one about the election. We had one about Halloween. We're going to have one about the holidays coming up, so be on the lookout. We're also on M- uh, massmusicradio.com on Tuesdays at 1 and 7, streaming on all platforms. And uh, Shlomo and James, thank you for coming in on Sunday for uh, talking about the things that we're afraid of the most. Thank you, Antonio. Until next time. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.